Welcome to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. I'm your host, Terry Glenn Harris, author, speaker, coach. This podcast was designed to build up and never tear down. So without further ado, let's build. Season two of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast is here and I'm elated to be back behind the microphone. I'm elated that you have invited me back into your cars, into your earbuds, into your home, into your office, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. I thank you for inviting me back for another season. I want to thank everyone who's been listening. I've been paying attention to the analytics of the show and they've been increasing every other week. And I'm just so grateful um, to God. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who take time out of your busy day, your busy afternoon, your busy evening, your busy night, whatever time you listen to the podcast, I'm grateful. And um, I'm thankful to be here with you on season two of Beyond the Coffee Table the podcast. I don't know if you saw the artwork for the podcast, um, but that photo was taken by a guy named Kenneth Moore. And Kenneth has his own um, photography company. And he's been doing some pretty awesome and pretty dope things. So I definitely thank him for that, you know, that photo and for helping me to expand upon what it is I'm trying to do. Um, definitely be on the lookout because I'm going to have Kenneth on this season of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast, and we're going to be talking about some pretty interesting things. So be on the lookout for that. And at that time, you know, I'll shoot you out his information for his Instagram and his Twitter and all of that and how to get in touch with him to book your photo shoot because I guarantee it will be worth it. So getting into it, season two, Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast, as you saw when you clicked on this episode, this episode is entitled Plan B for what? Plan B for what? I don't know um, how many of you have ever heard that Lil John song, Turn Down for What? But it's, it's the same thing. Plan B for what, man? We're going with plan A's, and that's the only plan that we're going with. I have two points for this episode. Um, and once I get to those points, I'll let you know what those are. So we're going to go ahead and get started with episode one of season two, plan B for what? So I know a lot of us are out here setting goals and we're setting goals, we're forming plans, we're working the plan and we're annihilating those goals. We're creating plan A and then we're building on to plan A. Then there are those who are setting goals, but forming mediocre plans working less than part-time on those plans and being destroyed due to a lack of perseverance. And the reason we have that lack of perseverance is due to the sad fact that we have this idea of a plan B, whether vividly in our mind or whether somewhere in our subconscious, we have that 
you know, thought of plan B. And as long as you have plan B, plan A will never work. Okay. Because the moment you begin to waste your time forming a plan B, you're taking life out of your plan A. You're already telling plan A, you don't believe it'll work. You're commanding your body and you're commanding your mind to avoid at all costs any success of plan A. And you're telling the universe that you don't really want plan A. You're not really interested in plan A. Plan A sounds good. It looks good on paper, but plan A might not really be for you. That's exactly what you're saying the moment you begin to come up with that whole plan B. And maybe that just, you know, that quick um, from what I just said, you formulated a rebuttal to what I just said about not giving plan A a chance. And maybe your rebuttal sounds a little bit like this. Maybe your rebuttal is, no, I am giving plan A a chance. I'm simply creating a backup plan. Okay. I can't fault you for that. Um, And I'll never tell you how you should live this thing called your life because it is yours. But what are you creating a backup plan for? People use backup generators in the event their power fails. And that's cool. But if you know your plan A is fail proof, there is no need for a backup anything. You never know if um, the power is going to go out. You can't control that, but you can control how successful you are. You can control that your plan A works, regardless of how many people might try to tell you it won't work. You can control the work that you put in to your plan A to ensure your plan A is the success that you begin to live. Plan A, it should be the only plan. Again, plan B for what? Do you think Steve Jobs? had a plan B. I never met him, but I can tell you for sure that he did not have a plan B because you don't drop out of Reed College for plan B. You don't drop out of college, period, for plan B. You drop out of college when you know that you know that you know that plan A is what's going to change the world of technology as we know it. Okay, as the world knows it, cell phones will never be the same. Watches will never be the same. The way you listen to music will never be the same because Steve Jobs had a plan A and he didn't do any plan B thinking. You drop out of college when you know plan A will catapult you into being number one in the world of journalism and lead you to be wealthy enough to send hundreds of men and women to college and have your own television network. And on top of having all of that, being able to get on a microphone, talk about a product, have that product immediately go to the top of the bestsellers list. I'm talking about Oprah Winfrey, if you haven't um, grasped that yet. You drop out of Harvard Law School when you know Plan A will lead you to a billion-dollar social media platform that will change everything about social media. And then for a billion dollars, you go and you buy another hot social media product to incorporate to yours. If you didn't get it, I'm talking about Mark Zuckerberg. None of these people 
had a plan B. So why should you? You are just as capable of achieving greatness as those icons are. And the only thing stopping you are the people you allow to get in your heads and that person who looks at you every single day when you go to the bathroom alone in the mirror, you. Plan B for what? We're not doing plan Bs at the end of 2019, okay? And we're not doing plan Bs inside of 2020. We're getting rid of plan Bs, reforming plan As, and we're letting that be that, okay? So my first point, my first point is bet on yourself. Go all in, put all your chips on the table, bet on yourself. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you actually got it? You need to want plan A so bad that you actually attain it. You need to want plan A so bad that you believe or, or, or that you begin to believe yourself. You need to want plan A so bad that when you look at yourself in the mirror, you start to look different because that plan A is working. Because ultimately, you and your belief and yourself is what matters the most. You need to want plan A so bad that when you sleep, you dream about it. When you wake up, you breathe it. And when you make all of that happen, or I'm sorry, how do you make all of that happen? You make all of that happen by betting on you, by putting all your chips on you, by putting all your money where your mouth is on you. So I can recall um, a, f- a few years ago when I took a trip to Vegas with some of my uh, military brothers, my Air Force brothers, and I was sitting at the blackjack table in Vegas losing the little bit of money I decided to gamble. Now, I was here, I want to say, I think I was down, I want to say I was down, uh, I lost, what, $15. So, I was down to my last 10, meaning, you know, I only planned on gambling away $25 of my money. I, I'm not, a, you know, when it comes to that kind of gambling, I'm not a gambler. So, you know, I was down to my last 10 and I had uh, gotten up from the blackjack table and I walked over to the roulette table. So I went to the roulette table and I, you know, put my 10 on the velvet or whatever it is they use for those tables and the dealer handed me one chip with a 10 on it okay so they gave me one chip with the 10 on it and i'm looking around the table and i'm seeing all these people and they got these chips stacked all high and they got hundred dollars and five hundred dollars and thousand dollars and ten thousand dollars and i'm like whoa y'all y'all doing it okay I, i ain't mad at it i'm not doing it but you know Y'all get it. So um, I have my chip in my hand and I take my chip and I place it on the table on black 33. Okay. Now, when I did that, one of my brothers was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, take that off of black 33 and put it on just black or, or put it on just red. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going all in. And 
despite my friend pleading with me to remove my chip and simply place it on the solid color, I told him, I'm going all in. This is it. I'm going all in. And the dealer said, no more bets. And that was it. I could no longer take remove my chip. And she spun the wheel. And as she spun the wheel, it, it, it's crazy because it kind of seemed like things started to go in slow motion. But um, she spun the wheel and the wheel began to spin. And the ball began to bounce. That little white ball began to bounce. Red, black, from number to number, 15, 22, 5, 0. Click, click, click. And then the ball takes one final, final bounce as the wheel had come to an end. And it took a bounce. Then it found itself nestled on black 33. Yes, my number, black 33. I was the only one with a chip on black 33. Now that turned my $10 into $366. So with a matter of seconds, I, I taken my money and I times it, you know, I'm not a mathematician, so I'm not even going to try to do, but I went from $10 to $366 in a matter of seconds. Why? Because I went all in. I said, this is what I was doing. I'm not removing my chip. I'm, it's going to stay right here. And that's what I'm going to do. I went all in. I bet on myself. And that's what you have to do. You have to bet on yourself. You can't listen to what other people are telling you. You have to bet on yourself. You can't, you know, live your life trying to make everybody else happy. You have to bet on yourself. You can't go everywhere and be doing everything for everyone and neglecting you. You have to bet on yourself. Okay? So that's what I want. I don't want you to promise me. I don't want you to promise your wife. I don't want you to promise your husband. I don't want you to promise your children. I don't want you to promise your religious leaders. I don't want you to promise your boss. I don't want you to promise anyone except for yourself that you are going to, at this very moment, begin to bet on yourself. Because that's the bet that matters most, is the bet that you place on yourself, all right? Plan B for what? So that was my first point, to bet on yourself. My second point is create the opportunity. Don't wait for it. Create the opportunity. Don't wait for it. I'm not sure of, of how many of you may be familiar with the comedian Charlie Day, but Charlie Day is um, a guy who is responsible for the show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a show that is uh, based out of the city of Philadelphia where these group of friends they own a bar and the bar is the bar really isn't lucrative there are barely ever any people in there and um it's just comedic you know they show how 
they're never really at the bar. And if they are at the bar, they're talking about some kind of janky businesses that they're trying to get. But they're never talking about the bar. They're never talking about how they can make the bar better. They're always trying to get away from the bar. Um, but I don't say that to tell you necessarily about the show. I say that to talk more about Charlie Day. So Charlie Day was told no many times. He was up for a role for a particular movie and he ended up not getting the role. And that's when he decided to do his own thing. So he took him and two other friends, one friend that was on camera with him and one friend that was behind the camera recording what they were doing. And he created the show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And on the show, he did whatever he wanted to do. He gave himself complete creative control. And he pitched the show. Um, I don't want to get the network wrong, so I'm not going to say the network. But he pitched the show to the network. The network picked it up. And It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is on TV. And Charlie Day made sure that he kept full creative control. So if you ever go and you look up the show and you watch a couple episodes, I believe it's on Hulu right now, and you watch a couple episodes, you might see some weird things happen. Like you could see a Grim Reaper just walk across the screen at any time, or you might see um, a light just fall through the ceiling or something around that nature. And that is because Charlie Day has decided he's just going to do what he wants to do on the show. So it might not make any sense to you at the moment, but to Charlie Day in his brain, that made sense. Charlie Day did not um, he, he was tired of waiting for an opportunity. Therefore, he created it. He created the opportunity. And I believe you are just as talented as Charlie Day. Or I believe you have the mindset to create whatever it is that you want to create. You have the mindset to create whatever it is that you want to do. You have the mindset to be the change that you want to see in the world. Right now, we live in a day and time where it's cool to have a job, but you got to have something on top of that job. Okay, you have to have another kind of income coming in. We live in the world where entrepreneurship is is really where it's at. Okay, where it's not necessarily your side hustle anymore. It's your other business. So during the day, maybe between the hours of nine and five, you go into the office of somebody's corporation. Okay, cool. Well, what are you doing from six to nine? Or, okay, if you have a family, what are you doing from 9 to 10 after your family has gone to bed? Are you staying up? Are you reading? Are you writing? Are you journaling? Are you planning? You have to be doing something extra because it's not just enough to have a job anymore. I have a friend. Well, he's not even my friend. He's he's my brother. And he's... He's not necessarily a sneakerhead. He does love sneakers, but he gets these shoes and he'll buy shoes on the day they drop and he'll pay $150 for them. And then, you know, a week later, he's putting these shoes on the Internet or not even a week later, later that same day after they've sold out everywhere. He's putting these shoes on the Internet and he's charging 100 percent more 
for the shoe for someone else to buy it then he paid for it and most of the time within 24 to 48 hours somebody has reached out him to him and they bought this shoe from him he created the opportunity he didn't wait for it you need somebody more famous okay let's go steve harvey all right so steve harvey is a man he you know um was on family feud uh, he had his own talk show that came on TV. He had the um, radio show going on. You know, he had all these different ventures, okay? Um, but Steve Harvey was homeless. Steve Harvey was sleeping in his car. Uh, didn't know at times where his next meal was going to come from. And he just kept grinding. And he said, you know what? I, I, I'm going to do something that goes against the grain. I'm going to do something. I'm going to create my plan A and my plan A is going to be comedy. And I'm going to go every single night and I'm going to do these open mics and I'm going to go every single night and I'm going to meet people and I'm going to go and I'm going to make people laugh. And then I'm going to go back to my car where all of my stuff is and where I'm sleeping. And I'm going to review what it is that I did. I'm going to review what it is that people like. What joke that people really laugh at. What joke did they not quite get? So he went out and he created the opportunity. He did not wait for it. You need somebody who's more maybe, you know, today, okay, Kevin Hart. A lot of people love him. Kevin Hart went out and he wanted some things that he wanted to do that other networks weren't necessarily allowing him to do. So he created his own network. Okay. He had the real husbands of Hollywood, which was a hilarious show. And it came to a point where creative differences were going in different and different areas. So he went and he created his own lane. He created Heartbeat Productions, which is his own production company. So anything that goes through there, he has complete creative control over. Why? Because he created the opportunity. He did not wait for it. I'm going to say it one more time and please um, excuse that noise that you just heard in the background. But he created the opportunity. He didn't wait for it. And the thing about creating your own opportunity and not necessarily waiting for it is there are going to be people who are going to look at you sideways. Those people, they they can stay right where they are. They can at you sideways, okay? You need to make sure they are, are more than an arm's length away, all right? They need to be on the outside. They don't need to be on the inside because you don't need that negative energy. You need to be surrounding yourself with people who are doing great things. You need to be surrounding yourself with people who have vision. You need to be surrounding yourself with people who are doing better than you are because that's going to be your motivation to do better. You can pick their brain. Hey, how'd you get where you are right now? Ask those kinds of questions. All right. Do you journal? What kind of books do you read? What do you do with your evenings? And kind of, you don't have to turn your life into theirs and what they do, but take some of that stuff and apply it. 
Apply it to your life. Figure out what it is you absolutely love to do, what it is you absolutely can't get enough of. Me, I love to motivate and I love to encourage. So what did I do? I started every single Monday on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I post what's called your moment beyond the coffee table. And every single Monday at 12.30 p.m., you will get from me a brand new motivational video because that's what I love to do. I'm not on television yet. I don't have a nationally syndicated radio show yet. I haven't stood on stages with in front of thousands of people yet, but that is what I long to do. I long to reach the masses. I long to put forth what God has instilled in me to do. Therefore, I know the day is coming where I will fire my boss and where I will get on a stage and where I will motivate and encourage thousands of people to go out and to do what it is that they know they should be doing to be the absolute best them they know they can be, which is why I'm starting right here. I'm starting right here with you on this podcast. Now, probably I promise I will never leave you. Okay. Because I love doing this. Motivating people is what I call my ministry. Am I a preacher? No, I'm not a preacher. I am a motivational speaker with a microphone, and I'm going to use this microphone over and over and over again for the sole purpose of motivating the masses. I am creating the opportunity. I'm not waiting for the opportunity. So as you get ready to go on about the rest of your day or your evening or your night, I want you to just think, what is it that I want to do? And maybe you already know what it is you want to do. What is it that I love? And maybe you already know what it is you love. What is it that, what is it that I'm great at? And maybe you already know what it is you're great at. Write all of that down. Put all of that on paper. And you're going to hear me talk about putting stuff on paper probably just about every episode. But it's because of what need, it's what needs to be done. Put it on paper. I have a group of friends um right now, and I, you know, gave them a deadline. I was like, we're going to discuss these goals, you know, on this date. And I sent them a text in our group chat, and I was like, hey, you know, it's it's the deadline day. What's up with these goals? Um, because I'm I'm just serious about us as a people not doing what we have to do, but doing those things we want to do. I'm excited about us as a people betting on ourselves because at the end of the day, that's who you need to be betting on. Matter of fact, at the beginning of the day, in the middle of the day, and at the end of the day, you need to be betting on you. And if you don't see the opportunity, if it if door after door has been closed in your face, it's time for you to create the opportunity and stop waiting for it. Those two points, bet on yourself, create the opportunity, don't wait for it. And at this time, um, as I do with every show that that I started in episode one, if you want to follow me on social media, I am on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 
Terry Glenn Harris. That's T-E-R-R-Y-G-L-E-N-H-A-R-R-I-S. If you want to purchase my book, Beyond the Coffee Table, you can go ahead and you can click on the link available within the description of this episode. And, you know, as I do now, or as I want to do now, that I do in every episode, I want you to take this second, take this minute, take this hour, take this day, take this week, take this month, take what's left of this year, and be great. Bet on you. Don't wait for the opportunity. Create it. I love y'all in real life. Peace. Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast is brought to you by the Harris Compound. Please remember to like, subscribe, and tell a friend about your experience with today's episode.